1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The 77 Club. The Wolves podcast for the gold and black army. The 77 Club podcast on Twitter, Spotify, iTunes. Please subscribe and tell a friend. I just wanted to mix it up a bit because it's the same every week, isn't it? Like, shower me with socials. Uh, Dan Bayliss is here. I've got to ask first. Harry, did, if you're watching on YouTube, did you paint that shirt on? Looks very tight, mate. Is it, right, is that, mate. Did you buy that for a lockdown? This, there's actually a story behind this shirt. So this was my dad's in the 80s when it was, it's a small boy's, uh, a small man. <laughs> so it off I only, I, I used to wear it to away games when I was skinny in my early 20s, but now I only wear it at home. So I'm, I'm disappointed you'd notice that, to be honest. I thought I was getting away with it because it is mega. If I stand up, you'll see my belly hanging out the bottom. But yeah, I swear, I swear. That. I swear you wore that it's like Brentford a few years ago, and everyone yeah, was like, I did, "That shirt does not fit." Lighter then. I was <laughs> lighter. It was tight then. <laughs> I, yeah, I've was. got that shirt, Harry, in a in a large. Do you want to swap? Yeah, in Bruno large. <laughs> no, but this this top was actually like he brought this actually when it came out back in the day type thing. Oh, all, oh, that's quality. You, you can't see yeah. it, but it's all tatty. Like yeah, it's, it's an original ribs in it, ladders and all that. It's ripped ribs, to the back. Ladders, it's your ladders. Lager and Jack Williams is here with a perfectly fitting shirt. All right. Um, right, okay. Well, um, international break, so usually not that much to talk about, but we seem to have sort of formed a list over the week. Uh, let's start with uh, England. I have to say, this is probably outside of a major tournament, and that's probably a stretch as well. Um, I've actually enjoyed watching England. I don't know about you, Harry. It, it's been a, a pleasure to do. I really, really enjoyed um, the Hungry Game, aside from all the racism, which just seems to be something that happens when England play at the moment. Um, so hopefully 
the powers that be will clamp down on that further. I mean, if it was a UEFA match, um, they wouldn't be playing it with a crowd. So I don't know why FIFA is any different. But if we keep it to the football, joy to watch. Lots of exciting players. Um, also at the weekend, Connor Cody almost scores a bicycle kick. It's a good time to be an England fan and could have potentially be an even better time to be a Wolves fan. Yeah, well, the first game, decent win. I'll be honest, I'm not as enthusiastic as you. I was a bit bored, I'll be honest, of the game. But watch the Cody one. Again, bored, but the overhead kick was entertaining. I did jump up and he did that. But apart from that, same old internationals. We say every year on this podcast, we all buzz off the Euros in the World Cup. Qualifiers is like watching the paint dry, but they're doing the job and fair play to them. Um, Bayliss, we know you love talking about England. We keep it as short and sweet as you like. Oh, no. I just thought the behaviour of the Hungary fans was absolutely appalling, like a real disgrace. And we'll now see if 18 months of taking the knee and making statements is actually worth it or just a frivolous statement by whether they find them 12 pence or whether they actually take some real action. So let's see if it works or not. Have a gun in their face when they boo BLM. Um, Jack, thoughts on England? Oh, loved every second of it. Actually, no, sorry, I haven't watched a second of it, so I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm really like, into it. I, I, I don't know if it, maybe well, I'm just the only one. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't normally be. I wouldn't normally be. It's just a bit. I'm guessing you've still got the Euros buzz going on, but it's just even the group are in. I know we're playing Poland now, and if we win, beat Poland away, that group's all over, isn't it? It's it's done. We're, I think we're qualified mm-hmm. because yeah, you've got two teams in there just to make up the numbers straight away in San Marino and Andorra. And if you go and win and beat Poland and Hungary, you, you, you're sorted, aren't you? And we should be beating Poland and Hungary. I've just it's got it on. non-event, really. I've got it on on the telly in the background. Yeah, I was going to say, we can't have that much. Stadium. We're literally doing a podcast as an England game is going on, so we don't love obviously, it. Obviously, <laughs> I've literally got, got it on just there. Uh, you've got the best of both worlds. Um, so, uh, I mean, we, we talk about this international break. It's a strange one, isn't it, Harry? We mentioned it last week because it, it does sort of, stop the momentum if if we had any. Um, Martinho, captain Portugal the other day, we've spoken about how old he is and how he hasn't got the legs. But, you know, as soon as Ronaldo's not available, they go for the uh, slightly younger option. Yeah, well, he was keeping, it was Martinho keeping Fernandes out of the team in the Euros, wasn't he? So, uh, yeah, fair play. He started off this season well, but the, the concern is, is if he can last because he did peter off towards the end of last season. So, But fair play to him because, as I say, he started really well for Wolves and Portugal. Excellent. Uh, anyone else got anything to say about the international break? We're just looking forward to getting back into the uh, the Premier League football. Yeah, big up on his Real over. football, please. Um, I mean, it, this calls into, and we're going to talk about Jeff She's interview with the pathetic, sorry, Athletic later. And before we do that, we'll be talking about how this transfer window went and how it was just absolutely catastrophic for, for many people involved. I think Jackie said it was gross incompetence from Wolf's point of view. The way that it's panned out that a little over a week later, Wolves will be without Raul Jimenez due to uh, FIFA and COVID restrictions and Wolves not releasing him to play for Mexico. That means we're our main striker down again. And it's sort of one of the situations that we mentioned is why the window was so bad, because as soon as you lose a key player, you're in the ship. Yes. Sorry, that I didn't know if that was a question for me, really. But um, <laughs> two different questions there. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I'm going. I suppose we're going to talk about the whole situation, really, with the Jeff She interview and the the Jimenez thing. Is just it's, got, it's just like suddenly we need Kiefer Moore again, don't we? We need we need <laughs> some sort of backup because we're going to go into a game again 
it's kind of like last season, isn't it? I know it's only for one mm. game. He's not out injured for a while, but we're going to go into a game and having to play Fabio Silva, who's probably a hell of a lot of better player than he was this time last season, but certainly. But it just shows a lack of depth again. And it, with, the, with the striker position, you know, if, if this is going to be a regular occurrence now, uh, you know, if we're going to miss Jimenez every time there's an international break because of the game after, I don't know how it's going to pan out, really. Hopefully they can use some common sense and sort of sort it out somehow. But we're just even thinner on the ground than we needed to be. And like you said, and you've got a 35-year-old who, happy birthday for yesterday or today, whenever it today, was. Today, isn't it, I think? Is it today? A 35-year-old who's now, you know, going on an international break, captain in his country, has got to come fly back and then play against Watford at the weekend. And there's only one of the centre midfielder who sat on the bench. It's There's a lot of questions, a lot of questions. And I know Jeff, she tried to answer some, so let's talk about Jack, that. Jack, you mentioned uh, Fabio Silva there. I saw a lot of people calling for, for Huang to start instead of Raul, but he's just coming back from, I think they played Lebanon, didn't they, South Korea? So, yeah. And he hasn't trained with us yet, has he really? So, I, I think it's I, too I mean, soon. It's got to be Fabio, hasn't it, starting for the middle? Yeah, I think be. so. Hmm. But we will see. I mean, it, it's a it's a pretty weird one, isn't it? Because I think Balls have actually taken the option that means he only misses one game because if he had gone, he would have had to quarantine coming back in for 10 days and he wouldn't have been training. So, uh, Harry, have they taken the sort of lesser of two evils by keeping him and he's only going to miss one game rather than potentially two or three, plus he can't train with the first team? Yeah, definitely. They've, they've done the right thing, but obviously Mexico aren't happy. And I think they, they did all right anyway without him, didn't they? So I don't know why why they're doing this, but then just us, there's, there's various other players, isn't there too? And I feel a bit sorry for Raul as well. He's just caught in the middle, isn't he? I'm sure he wanted to play for Mexico. And I don't think they're happy as well because he didn't go to the Olympics either, did he? But that was obviously a precaution for his head. So maybe it'll do Raul good because, you know, he, he hadn't had the best of starts of the season, has he? A little bit of a break and then fly back in against Brentford. He's been on holiday, though, isn't he? He's been, yeah, he's been yeah. to Italy for yeah. the week. So yeah. it's not as if he stayed in this country and like uh, stayed away from... Covid or anything, so they still travelled somewhere. Yeah. Um, Bayless, what do you think? It's we, we seeing all these sort of ridiculous decisions by lots of different countries, lots of different footballing bodies at the same time. We saw Brazil versus Argentina. The authorities came onto the pitch and it got abandoned. It's just a ridiculous scenario, isn't it? You mean FIFA have organised something badly? Can you believe it? Can you can you possibly fathom such a thing? Safe being held at gunpoint, any as well? What's going um, on? Yeah, some sort of coup going on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, all we're missing is like some backhanded money to a Qatari and thirty-five thousand dead Indian workers on a construction site, and we're all sorted. Sorted. <laughs> it's just absolute ridiculous. absolute mess, isn't it? I mean, you've got to trivialise it because it's just it's just classic football, just absolute ran by absolute fools who don't really care about the game and they just wanted to get the revenue in by playing them. So it's nonsense, absolute nonsense. I'd rather talk about the she interview, to be honest, because well, let's do that. Eh? So I can see you're all. Dying to do that, and I suppose it does make sense to sort of bring it in there. He's done what looks like an exclusive interview uh, with Tim Spears, um, and I, I mean, I'll pull three quotes from it. I'm sure you've all got everything sussed and, and know what you want to say. But through the whole window, we were working collaboratively with Bruno every single day, trying 20 or 30 targets overall. But the coach was unsure about two thirds of them. He didn't think they were better than our squad. That's the first one, Harry. What do you think of that? Well, it's a bit weird because he was banging on about the three or four players, wasn't he, the other week? Mm-hmm. And Jeff's saying they're working together. Look, Bruno ain't going to throw his toys at the pram towards Jeff, is he? He's just going to be like, yes, boss. They're saying that they both agreed, but I don't buy it. I mean, 
I do like listening to Jeff, and I do think he speaks well when you do when he does do interviews. But I know we're going to go on to more quotes in this interview, but he was waffling a bit for me, and some of his excuses just don't sit right. But let's just we've got to trust him, haven't we? He's our own at the end of the day, and he gave poor excuses in my opinion. But let's just uh, hope he can get it right. Um, Jack, another one that Harry mentioned it there. He says from a coach's view. If he has those three or four top players, something special can happen. He's spot on. I totally agree with that. And I appreciate the ambition, but the market has been very difficult to acquire top players. Yeah, I get I get that. And I get that they don't want to just buy players for the sake of it. They only want improvements. But even with the numbers we've got, particularly in centre midfield, then I know it's going to be the same thing as last week. We shouldn't be letting players like Gibbs White go. We need the depth there because last season we we heard to learned a tough lesson in that our squad was too small to compete after we lose a couple of key players. So then I don't understand how this time having the same size squad or, you know, even a little bit smaller squad is is going to help. So I, I get that they want to be careful and they want to invest in young players who are quality and are going to have potentially have sell-on value and or be really like good superstars for us. But you've got to also sometimes just adjust to what's actually happening in the situation you're in. You can't just say, it's kind of like, saying, oh, yeah, I want to go to Disneyland, but we can only afford to go to uh, Devon, so I'm not going to go, basically. When really, a holiday is better than none in it. So I think we needed a couple of players just to make up the numbers. It's a terrible analogy, but you get what I mean. Yeah. I think Keith Moore <laughs> might be uh, the equivalent of Margate in that uh, scenario. Um, Bayliss, here's a third one, and tell me how much you believe of Jeff here. Uh, people ask, why did Wolves leave all their targets until the final day? It's not the truth. All the targets on the last day weren't totally ideal targets. We've been working for several months on ideal top targets. Yeah, I is mean, that the waffle that Harry was talking about? That, that is the waffle. I think he was just allowed to speak. But my issue is, is that it seems the issue is encouraging people to the club as a whole. And by the longer we wait and should we have a poor season and finish bottom half again, it makes it more difficult rather than easier. Um, but my my point on the whole thing is that the interview itself was really poor. I think there's a difference between being a journalist and just asking questions. And Spears seems to just ask questions. He never pushed him on anything. I don't know he shit his pants and thought, this is my chance and I'm never going to get in there again. So I've got to be nice. Or I don't know what he thought. But it's funny you say the whole that, point, because he, the whole point of being a professional journalist is trying to push someone to get answers to difficult questions. And it looks like the old pie scoffer sat there, <laughs> asked his pre-written questions, got his answers, and fucked off and wrote it. It was a it was a boring it was a boring article. It was. There's no two ways about it, is there? How are you bringing in it, that? Yeah, I just want to say he he said in the uh, the bit I read, he, he took him two years to get this interview, and it's yeah. weird timing, and it's weird that he chose a, a well, platform takes... that you have to pay. You have to pay to read it as well. Like the fact Jeff chose that. Why not choose the Express and Star where it's free? It's just bizarre to me, all of it. Um, but I, I, it was an okay read, but I do agree. He didn't challenge him too much, did he? Because let's be honest, I think Spears is okay at what he does, but he is he does lick the club's ass because he wants to keep his sources. Everyone knows that. He hit got when any. he was doing the Molyneux View. <laughs> he's got, only source yeah, but, he's got is Heinz, mate. But when he was doing the Molyneux View podcast with Oatley, he just would not criticise hardly ever. He would just lick their ass. And I get it, because if he breaks his contacts, he's more doomed than we think he is. So but, we know it, he's making up as he goes along in the transfer window. So it's a good scoop a for him, point. but it could have been better, like the interview, I think. Yeah, but it could have been an actual scoop. All he's got there is questions to pre predetermined questions, you know, 
answers to mm. predetermined questions. Well, we don't know if Jeff like read it through and said, take that out. You know, you don't know, do you? Because obviously it's a bit hot at the moment, isn't it? It's what would you ask Jeff Shee, Bayless? <laughs> ask him if he cares. I'd, I'd, I'd honestly ask him if he cares and if he's really in it for the long run, are we going to commit to it? He said they're in yeah, it for okay. the long run. He said they're in it for the long run. I'd said, right, so we've been promised the world and we've we've had a glimpse of it, which is fantastic, and the fans have loved it. And now we've had that taste. Bayless, How do you recreate you, it? You obviously didn't read it because when he, when he said about the Man City quotes, he has actually said he regretted that in that Johnny Phillips one as well. So he, he has yeah. said he's been a bit, he was naive in the first few years for the things he said. And he says now he's deep into it. He realised he was wrong to say what he said. And okay, they so want to be self-efficient now. So they've got to balance the books and all that. And he talked about the stand as well. forever. He talked about the stand. Remember they had that big plan for the new stadium? Mm-hmm. All of yeah. a sudden now he's saying we've got to assess it after every season and then see if the, the books are all right. And see if we've got the, the other thing to, is, to it's ball. a temporary stand. <laughs> Following yeah. on from that, then there is a model that's doing it. Look at Leicester. Look at how they're going as a club. They're bringing in fantastic players. They're playing very well. They're challenging. Plus they're building an unbelievable training facility. Plus, they've got some of the top architects doing a fantastic new stand in their stadium. They're doing it all the right way, and they, they seem also pretty... won the Premier League five years. I was going to say, is winning the Premier League helping yeah. that quest? Because well, I, don't globe, numbers, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know what the numbers are, but Foson are pretty damn well off. There's a hell of a lot of cash. Yeah, but you've if got they to, wanted you know, to make us into a super club, they could quite easily do it. They spent it loads in the first few years. Balance sheet too much. That was his argument. They spent loads the first few years and got into debt, and then they had to balance the book a bit. And the FFP has ended in May, but they can't go wild. He was saying they want to be self-efficient. He kept saying, didn't he? So the FFP has nothing to do with what you want to do with the club, though. I know that we have got a very good training facility, and there's nothing wrong with it. And Leicester are just building That's a new great, one, so it's newer. But the stadiums. A big thing, I think. I think oh, yeah, it shows he's pushing that off. He brushed that yeah. off in the article about the stadium. He was just like, We're going to assess it at the end of the, each year. And the Steve Ball's falling apart, and he was just like, Yeah, we agree, but what can we do? It's a massive <laughs> commitment. Remember, it's not just yeah. a one year commitment, it's 20, 30 years of probably debt and recouping and yeah, thinking about it. And for the thing years is, to design it and get it through. And the thing that they need to look at is, is for building a stadium that is not just built for football. Ashton Gate in Bristol is a prime example of a newer stadium that is built to host big events and also more than one sport. And, you know, it it brings a lot more to the table, doesn't it, as, as sort of using it as a financial arm to the business. What What's just behind the, the stadium at the moment? Not the supermarket, the other bit. University, what? I reckon that's the way they'll probably go, isn't it? They'll do something. Yeah, the but game. then you don't you don't want an athletics track around the outside to bring in an extra sport. That's no, it won't be know, that. No, I mean, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be building. It'll be accommodation or something or a university building. I imagine we could go about this all night because it's the shit I chat about but, all day. But okay, going back to the interview, I agree. I think I know Tim Spears acknowledged it, didn't he? That it was a very weird timing. Because it's probably the most stick Foson have probably had. Maybe, you know, probably got someone sacking Nuno before people had uh, given Bruno Large a chance, myself included, probably. Uh, it's a weird time after never speaking to them for, you know, pretty much since they came in to then suddenly wanting an interview after you've probably had quite a hot week in terms of criticism. So I don't think it's a coincidence. They can say, you know, it was or whatever, but I think it's it's uh, it was planned for. And I do agree that if you've been shut out from somewhere and, and and eventually somebody says, right, you can come in now, 
you're not going to go in there and just start playing up or pissing about because it can damage the relationship in the long run, which is probably why Spears didn't push him as much as he, you know, potentially could have. Or, you know, if he, if he was a politician or something, then it would be different, wouldn't it? Um, so I, I get it. I get some of it. And I, I'll be honest, I felt a little, after reading the interview, I did feel a little bit better than I felt. It's definitely this time last week or just after the window had shut because I was really quite, quite down about that. But Jack, it was so easy for him to do that. He had time to doing prepare that, and get and, them yeah. spin on everything. I know, I know. I, trust me, nobody wanted a couple more players more than anybody. And it's quite frustrating that we've seen, I said last week as well, we've seen how good it potentially could be. And those two or three players could take us to that next level, top eight, top six again, whatever it might be. And it's frustrating to think that we could miss out because a couple of injuries could kill us again and we'll be in a relegation battle. However, we'll just have to live with it now, won't we? Just get behind the team until January, I think, what, and just yeah, see how it goes. One bit he did explain quite well. Was really, I mean, I said to you, like, this esports thing, I'm absolutely clueless on it. I know it's huge, but he did explain that well about the branding and that. And I saw a really good tweet, actually. Stu Hall, who's actually on the fan cast, I follow him on Twitter. And he, 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 comp- he compared it to, like, you know, when you were a kid, you had, like, a New York Yankees cap, and you had no idea what it was, but it was just a cool cap. He said, he said, like, that's kind of what probably Wolves are going for in entering this esports market where yeah. kids would be walking around with the Wolves head on it. They won't know what it's from, but obviously we'll get it just, you know, it just gets us out there, doesn't it? And it's a very marketable badge, though, isn't it? Yeah. The Wolves logo. Yeah. Like, the badge is it's very good, isn't it? It's like geometrically yeah. pleasing. It's quite easy on the eye. It's not like a coat of arms, which is what I'm in the NBA as well now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I didn't quite get that either. We're, we're a clothing brand in the NBA yeah. game. Is that what's going Something on? Something like that, yeah. So I mean, on the marketing yeah. side, they're proper going for it, aren't they? But they've got to remember we've got to do stuff on the pitch too. <laughs> I totally agree. All this it's good, good ideas, but you've got to keep the the home the home team happy, haven't you? And the home fans as well, the people in Wolverhampton. That's, That's what I meant. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I take it we are still quite happy with the football that's being played. That's oh, yeah. super. Yeah. Being, yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's look at Leicester. I mean, Bailey, you mentioned them. Then they're the next opponents. Oh, no, they're not. Uh, Leicester <laughs> went Watford. Uh, Leicester <laughs> went Watford. Um, so, I, it's one of those games, isn't it, where we don't usually fare that brilliantly against promoted sides. There's a little bit of recent history between the two of us, isn't there, Harry, with the Troy Deeney comments post Wembley and you know the row mask, and then beating them at Vicarage Road to secure Europe eventually. So, there is that little bit of tastiness to it what are your thoughts on this one yeah it's i mean they started off well didn't they They beat villa but troy dean is obviously gone so we ain't got to worry about him he's gone to blues, to blues as well, yeah, yeah it, it's a big game for us really because if we'd have got a draw or something in the first three we'd have had a bit of a cushion but this is a must win i think i think there's a bit of pressure on it because we should beat watford really with the way we've been playing and i hope we can do that i mean with no Raul, Raul not being in the team there, there's a kick in the bollocks and i've already spoke about it but it's who do you play, Fabio, Huang, and I think he will go with Fabio. And we've just got to try and keep our performance levels up because if we play like we have been, we're gonna we're gonna smash him, aren't we? Let's be honest. If we can put the ball in the net, and I hope we can do it. And and Ben Foster will have his GoPro on the bench so we can watch his logs after. What do you think of yeah. that, lads? Ben Foster with his GoPro, you you like that? Or? I quite like it. He's he is not, good, isn't it, man? Like we're, all, we're all meant yeah. to hate Ben Foster, but I think his quality. Is he not? Is he not injured? Am I he's injured. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's always on the bench, but right. like. He's basically reserved now, but he do, he still okay. does like match day vlogs, like you know, walking around the. Canada I I saw a really really interesting interview with Ben Foster this week, and it was on the oh, what was it called, the cycling goalkeeper or something. That's, his, that's his channel. That's yeah. his his channel. That's so because he he was talking about and Bailey, you'll love this because it's about money. 
and he was talking about how much money um, he got from his move to Manchester United the first time around when he was 22. And he was saying that he was he went from 350 quid a week, I think it was from Wrexham, possibly, um, because so because um, Darren Ferguson, obviously Sir Alex is a former Wolves uh, player, was manager of Wrexham and said, oh, my dad fancies signing you for Manchester United, so don't do anything because I think he's coming to the end of his contract. He said, oh, all right, okay. And then Sir Alex went and watched him for the last five games of the season, I think. And he said it was the most nervous he's ever been because he was like, don't fuck this up because Sir Alex is in the crowd. This could change your life and stuff. And he said he went from £350 a week and he got sat down and to sign his contract. So he looked down and the signing on fee was 60 grand. And, he, <laughs> and then, he, then he was on five grand a week. And oh, at, at 22, but this it got me thinking about like how much money football has genuinely earned now because that was probably years what ago. 15 years ago was it? Like that? yeah you know, yeah 14 years then so it's just incredible isn't it just to especially if you're a young professional as well and you think fairly young isn't it 22 i mean you're not sort of a teenager ripping it up or anything like that but just to have that amount of money put in front of you would just be unreal. Goalkeepers are older though as well. Really. And he came through the like a, a weird route, didn't he? He came through like non-league and then got, mm-hmm. went to Stoke. But if imagine being like a kid who comes from the academy, you don't know yeah. who's the kid from though, Kiddie that did it. No, that no. Ended up at is it Huddersfield or Brighton? Joe Lolly. Yeah, that's Lolly. Yeah, good route. Anyway, oh, Watford. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway Ben Foster, um, Harry. Uh, starting 11, I mean, I think we can probably guess, is it just going to be the same, but Raul in for Silver and then um, who's going to be that place on the bench? That's the question. Well, with what's gone on with Sace being on the run at gunpoint. <laughs> I, got, I don't think anything actually happened. They got escorted out, didn't they? But I think we might see Bolly back in because obviously he was on the bench last game. So, so maybe Bolly for Sace would be another change too. So excuse my ignorance, but... Sace can fly off to, uh, where was it? G- Gambia. No where where was where was that coup? Guinea, Guinea, wasn't it? Guinea. And fly back and just be all right in time for Saturday. But if Raúl had gone to Mexico, then that's not all right. Is it just to well, do? It, you tell me these countries. Yeah, red, red list, Mexico. So, so these countries in Africa are on the amber list, are they? Then? Amber. They were flying to COVID. Okay, right, cool. Military coup. Tanks. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of list is Afghanistan on? Uh, I don't know, right there, on the ratio of tanks to COVID, I think that'll be green. (laughs) Okay, cool, that's good. Um, So, yeah, I agree. There's going to, I think there'll probably just be one change, really, and that'll be uh, Fabio Silva coming in for Jimenez if he can't play. Okay, interesting, so you don't think Bolly? Well, if Bolly comes back, who does he come in for, is the first question. Safe? Isn't it, really? Just safe straight away? Mm. I mean, because, you know, Bolly's played on the other side before quite a lot, hasn't he? So... Put Kilman on the left, but then, but then you'll have him on there. Mm. You just play Kilman and have him, yeah. Um, He's left footed, didn't he, Kilman? So, yeah, I think that would be that. And I agree, it's actually a massive game this because we've had three good performances, but granted, no points and no goals. Those, those performances mean nothing. And now we've actually got to sort of like put our money where our mouth is and go and try and play that way and create that many chances against a team down the bottom who's probably, you know, probably going to defend a little bit more as well. But I don't think the Watford fans that I've seen on Twitter are particularly confident, which is a good sign, maybe. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, I think we these next two games, Watford and Brentford, we need four points. Is really, it must win, like Harry said? 
I th- no, I think one of them. No, it's not a must-win this time of the season. But I think four points from the next two, if we don't want to get dragged into a relegation battle, is what we need. Harry, we sort of half jokes about it. I think first podcast of the season when we said, let's look at the first five fixtures. Oh, who are the teams that are going to be? Oh, it's probably going to be Watford and Brentford. Uh, do you st- <laughs> do you stand by that? Yeah, I, th- I think we can beat them. Like I said, if we play like we have been, we should beat both of them. I know Brentford had a good win, didn't they, first game? But, mm-hmm. you know, then newly yeah, Against rele- relegation fodder. Oh, <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> but uh, Watford as well, they lost the last two, haven't they? So... Down in the dumps a bit. I think we can beat them. Bailey's score prediction. I'm going to say, as, as the Stone Roses once sang, this is the one. We are going to have them. It's uh, somewhere between 3-1 and 4-0. I think Jack, we're... is it going to be a waterfall of goals? No, but I think I think we'll win. I think we'll win 2-0. 2-0. Sorry, oh, Dan, I think I cut you off there. No, no, no. You just could have got so many more Stone Roses puns in there somewhere. They did one song, didn't they? I thought. <laughs> one album, one yeah. good one. Yeah. Um, no, I think we're gonna. I, I genuinely have got this feeling that we're gonna do them. I, I think we've been so good. It's just. It's Is just, this the four 0 we've been waiting for? You in the, a box? Yeah. Three, Bayless, three, three, one clip, clip that up for next week. Oh yeah, what are we doing, Bayless? Bayless is in a sewer on Friday morning or something. I've just got to work late tomorrow night, but it could be quite late. Um, we've we've just got some tickets. Like in one of the hospitality sections. That's all it is. Is it? Is, do you have to dress posh? No shirts, oh. but I think it's just a shirt and pair of jeans. Not... No, no wolves. I've read it to be perfectly honest. You know, like a button up, like a collared shirt. You have to wear a collared shirt. I'd have thought you know, so. I don't, yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I haven't read it. Are you going to go chit chat with wolves score? <clears throat> I'm going to do. You remember when uh, we scored the last minute at Bristol when Nuno was in the box? <laughs> You're going to do that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the story about when I went in the box with Seb the night we nearly got kicked out. When is that for Arsenal? Yeah. Oh, when Gibbs White hit the bar. Well, when we scored, and then obviously Gibbs White hit the bar at the end, and they were like, "One more, you're out, lads." So one more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Um, okay, well, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. One that I do like draw halftime Wolves full time full time is um, nine to two. I think four and a half is a good price there for that. Cheers, yeah, bad. good. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. 1-0 That's Wolves, right. Fabio Silva, 18-1. to 2-1 so like Wolves, that. Ruben Neves, 40-1. to one. That's more like it. The, one, so I'm sticking, the one I'm sticking my money on, and I might even have a tenner on it. I really fancy this. Traore first goal, it's coming. 3-1 Wolves, 150-1. to one. That's coming That's in. That's really is. good value, that I is. can feel that. But, you know, he actually could score tomorrow, Mr. <laughs> Mr. S, couldn't he? Tomorrow, Saturday. Not tomorrow, sorry, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. You might be worried then. I thought you were. <laughs> now I've said that. I'm after that. What's Samedo? What's uh? What's um? Four one. Well, come on then. We'll do a we'll couple. Do a couple more. What do you want? Samedo first goal Samedo. scorer. Four one. Yeah. It's got legs. I'll, be I'll, get, I'll give you a thousand to one. To one. <laughs> it's got to be in it. It's got to be. Four one wolves. Samedo to score first. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be massive. Just four one. Fifty to one probably. <laughs> 1,250 to one. Oh my God. It's got to be done, isn't it? I mean, we've I'll, put 50, I'll, put, I'll put 50 pence on it. Okay. All right. Don't go crazy. Put your cash uh, away. <laughs> hold on. Hungry Like the Wolf said, free one Wolf, Samado hat trick. There you go. Everybody <laughs> game on. They won't even give you odds for that. It's clear. Uh, Jack, have you got any ticket news for us? Any at all? 
You know what? Not really. Obviously, oh. Watford tying allocation on Saturday, so sold out long ago for the Brentford home game, uh, which is an early kickoff as well, actually. Half 12, isn't it? That's basically mm-hmm. sold out as well. There might be a couple of, couple of signals about kind of in the family enclosure. Just, but just be aware, really. if you if you do like that Traore 3-1 bet, it's a price boost on Sky Bet and putting it straight into the scorecast thing, it only comes about 95 to 1. So you need to go to the yellow boosted bet section. We are not affiliated with Sky Sports. Just as a <laughs> We're not, but their app's quite good. Yes, agreed. Um, so what is everyone going to spend their massive early bird bonus on uh, that came through um, we've got is it five pounds to spend depends on how long a season ticket i think if you've been like more than 10 years it's about 30 quid it's quite 30 pounds yeah um, 10 plus years yeah so but everyone That's, gets a little brucey bonus that, and... warm lagers and they can you use it for that <laughs> no, you can use it in the shop i think <laughs> just in the shop oh, yeah just the shop. you can get you basically get most of a shirt for, for free if you've been a season to get older a long time about free half price um so I'll probably get one of those then blue bookter ones. I quite like looking one of those actually. Mm. You know those replica ones. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Harry, you going to buy a shirt that fits you, or you maybe <laughs> maybe a wool sewing kit just to repair it's the fun- one you've been wearing? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned shirts because uh, I brought the South Korea home oh, shirt with white on the yeah. back on DH. <laughs> yeah. it, it is a phony one, but I just thought, yeah, I'll How wear it, it. I'll wear it at Brentford when I go to that. Twelve pink quid. Or so. Might get abused a bit, but no. But you can like, like World, World Cup next year as well. You can wear it for that. Oh yeah, brilliant. Is, yeah. Isn't there more than one Wang in the career side as well? Probably. I'm sure, there's about three. Well, when I ordered what? the shirt, they gave about five options. Obviously, Huang was one. Son was one. He got injured, mm-hmm. didn't he? Son, by the way, and there was three others I, I didn't recognise. But yeah, hopefully it comes out all right. And lovely stuff. The one other, well, a couple of things we're going to talk about was um and i don't know if this follows on a little bit from the transfer window and then we're going oh um biggest transfer net spend among premier league clubs in the last five seasons Wolves are 10th on the list um firstly harry does that surprise you no because we spent bigger like early on didn't we so um, well obviously the two big boys as well fabio and Samedo, and that just puts us where we're meant to be at it 10th that's what everyone's predicting so that works out about right doesn't it so, so money does buy you success, by, by looks yeah. of it. It's pretty much, yeah. Um, well, it's like F one, isn't it? Just whoever spends the most wins, and that is literally what's happening with football. Although, actually, Manchester United are top of that table. Ah, yeah. Are they? Mm. Well, I'm really they should be title challengers, shouldn't they? Really? They should really. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. I've, have they been brilliant since Ferguson left? Not, no, not no. especially. Um. And I think one of the most valuable clubs in the world, 24th Jack, worth £391 million. Now, there's a return on investment because if they, what did they spend, what did they give Steve Morgan for it? 45 million, 40 million, something like that? Um, yeah, was it even that? I can't, I can't remember. I know Steve Morgan obviously got a good deal either way because he paid oh, yeah, you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you think it's, it is probably, it's the most competitive league in Europe, isn't it, really? And then if you, if you, Take out obviously the big boys from the other leagues. So you think probably it's must be in somewhere in the twenties is probably about right, isn't it? Really, I think yeah. And but it's good for that global brand thing that we were talking about, you know, because you you have to be in it to win it, don't you? And, and recognizable and stuff. Uh, final thing, Harry, I know you're going to be so chuffed about this. Tottenham versus Chelsea will be the first Premier League tie to be the first net zero carbon football match. This means that everybody pretty much has to uh, travel on a bus that has a water mill in the back that powers it and everyone's got to have a 
potato and leek pie at half time. I don't know if um, some lagers aren't even vegan, Harry, so you'll have to have a special lager. What are your thoughts? Sounds like my worst nightmare, to be honest. Let's hope you don't come to Molyneux. I'm not I'm not having a watermelon on the back of my bus and I want a lager that's full of meat. I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I have a pint of meat. I'll be honest, I don't was it Forest that Green many. that did something similar as well? You're not, Forest, they, they don't Forest Green sell. don't serve meat. It's they don't. They say if you if you if you can't go 90 minutes without meat, then you're not welcome here. Well, don't they want to build a, a um, wooden stadium as well? And That's that correct, went really well yeah. at Watford. So <laughs> we ain't going to about that. We're not going to play. I think, I think you mean Bradford, mate. Don't you? Bradford, but, um, yeah. Sorry, um, it was Bradford. But, on the on the beer thing, I think most beer is actually vegan, isn't it? They've even changed Guinness now, so it doesn't contain fish what bladders like it used fish to. Swim bladders, yeah. It's like it was like to use to filter it or something. I don't know, but um, I think pretty much all the beer now is fine. So, whose idea was that? Whose idea was it? Do you want to put it through this sieve? No, no, no. Look at this little what fish that was, thing. That's an age old recipe. What I don't get is who sat down and calculated it. Like, how do you know how much each, how which element of carbon? it costs to brew the beer that takes the stadium how do you work out how you've got all the food that might be vegan to the stadium how do you know the carbon offset of each person that's going to watch it and how they've got there and because it would have been running anyway i suppose it's the it's never going to be exact is it it's never going to piss off a lot of fans attending the game though isn't it what if I don't, they don't, don't have to they've, they've, they've come out and they said they don't have to like do any of this like um yeah. obviously it helps it's a london game which is a big bloody bonus isn't it really i mean if you try and do that in wolverhampton i mean realistically the public transport outside of london is in this country is shit and i think people more people would use it if it was better you know, but it just isn't. It just isn't as good, is it? It's so much easier. I mean, I know we get the train sometimes. We get a train sometimes, but we've. Oh we've, my god! Like, we literally have, we literally go to a pub at a train station, get pissed, get on the train, and get off a two-minute walk to the Wolves ground. Great well, you, you haven't actually done that this season, Bayless. So, not a home game anyway. Into an away game. Think about that. Do you think <laughs> we'll true. be giving out Chinese food at Molyneux in the future instead of pies? Says I Paul. really. Uh, that would be I'm nice. That. Like yeah, a, a Chris, like a duck wrap. That'd be banging with that brown sauce. But would you want proper China? Bailey, you've been to China, haven't you? Very, very long time ago. Um, before you had crow's feet. And apparently <laughs> the I think you're more likely to eat crow's feet um when you're out there. Because uh, I mean the Chinese book- food that we have here is completely different to over there, was my point. Uh firstly I'm booking in for some Botox next week, then if that's got crow's feet coming. Do you know what you should do? Um, you should just go and fall over in that sewer next week. I'll be really I'm, not good going, I'm not going in the sewer. Um <laughs> What are we going about food in China? Like I don't really remember what the food was like in China. Food, food in China is different too. Like if you go, yeah. Yeah. they left the bone in the chicken, but then cut it up. It was a bit weird. That was a bit weird. Like wings, chicken wings. No, like you have bits of chicken sliced up, but it still had the bone in the middle. A bit strange. It's strange. Yeah, don't have that at Molyneux. After a few points, I'd just I'd choke on the bone. So. <laughs> and, um, Not the first time. And head were left in the dish as well. Which is a bit... Oh, the head of the what? Chicken and the feet. We're left in the dish. Remember that. Oh. Yeah. Well, no. We are not going to see it, Paul, then, basically. I hope not, anyway. That sounds, a bit... <laughs> that sounds <Yeah>. awful. <laughs> I mean... I can just imagine Harry getting pissed and asking whoever's behind the uh, bar for a 69 and then just constantly asking for it. The only Asian fusion food that is needed at Molyneux has been there for a long, long time, and it is the Balti pie. Yeah, man. Love it. And it's a banger. Excellent. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to go and watch the uh, rest of the England game like everybody else has seemed to have done, to be fair. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Uh, so if you've ever been watching, well, thank you for keeping with us. And uh, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, thank you. And we're about to say goodbye. But obviously, if you do want to go and watch proceedings, you can head over to our YouTube channel. Otherwise, it is a goodbye from Harry Mansell. Yes, come on, Wall Saturday. See you in a bit. Um, Bayless, good luck in the sewer. Not going in a sewer. <laughs> That's what you think. And it's Bye. a goodbye from Jack. Bye, everybody. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.